0: Warning, this podcast contains spoilers, but you shouldn't care. Welcome to Hey James, Watch This! A celebration of mediocrity. In this, and indeed every episode, Russ and Fry will try to convince their friend James why he should watch an absolutely unnecessary film. Hey James,
1: Watch This! Hi everybody, welcome to Hey James, Watch This! I am James. I'm Russ. And I'm Fry. And I want to talk about... Uh that robot movie that the title has just suddenly escaped me. <laughs> no, I'm not trying to remember the title. I've given up on that list. uh thank you for looking at me so expectantly gosh, what a what a French movie! <laughs> well we have to edit I it didn't... in. The title is big bug. Oh, thank you, yes, I didn't hate it. There were parts where I got very bored, and I think we all agreed like it could stand to be about thirty minutes shorter than it was, yeah. yeah. It wasn't a bad movie. I do think, and this is sort of a a kudos to both of you, it is one of the most unnecessary movies we've ever seen on this podcast. (laughs) It explores ideas that have been explored a million times and explores them far less thoroughly. Yes. (laughs) But as a comedy, it's not bad. It, it, It sort of has some credibility in that department, and I absolutely love the actor that they gave those the the dental implants te- to, the, yeah, the, the Yonix uh, his, robot. Oh man, his teeth! Oh my God, they were amazing.
2: <laughs> you put in those I teeth, and it's it. like there is no acting required here,
1: is there? Just just show the teeth. Do do the teeth thing again. I also. I don't know. I'm broken. I when when they did the the thing where they turned the AC on and everything was freezing and they did the we're going to freeze our clothes to ho- mask our thermal signature like that wouldn't work. But I don't know why I thought that. That's not that kind of movie. Yeah, this is the kind of movie where that's going to work.
2: It worked for Schwarzenegger.
1: Well, yeah, yeah, that's a whole other thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know that I have any major complaints. It was, it was, I would say a very uncontroversial, unchallenging movie. <laughs> I don't know what else to say about. <laughs>
2: unnecessary
1: yeah i'm I'm not mad i watched it but you know we could do better well done what do we have today gentlemen
2: well things are heating up over on untitled.text
1: boy
0: are they ever
2: this feels like the last five minutes of like a basketball game where now they're burning all the timeouts and the last five minutes take an extra you know hour and a half
1: Except, what if it went on for weeks? <laughs> yes. What? If,
2: what? Funny, you should ask. What if it did go on for weeks, <laughs> even beyond what's happened now? Uh, because I want to finish this thing with a bang, and so yes. uh, Fry's already had his bonus round, so none of this is like stilted in anyone's favor. But the score is wait, currently wait. Fry ninety eight, James ninety nine, and. If, if wait, James
1: hold gets... on, Russ. I think Fry wanted to object. Wait, oh. wait,
0: were those those pictures you sent weren't meant to be subtle clues about the... Yeah. the... <laughs> Shit, I spent all the time looking up info about those movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you mean the memes I sent you right yeah, before the, we recorded? The memes you sent me. <laughs>
2: I mean, if I actually They're... sent you memes about any of the ones I thought you might get, you wouldn't even recognize them as memes. It would just be like, oh, here's, here's Russ sending a picture of a movie I like.
1: Fry, there's bonus rounds and there's outright cheating. Russ is not a cheater.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Well, so because if James gets one point, this game is over. And so mm. I, uh, I can't go back on that one, but I do have something planned for next week. But this week is fast. So it is five questions long. And the answer to all of them is a thriller movie that has America in the title.
0: Oh, my. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. There's a few of those.
2: Michael Keaton was initially apprehensive about playing Stan Hurley, who is portrayed as a somewhat crazy former CIA operative. Keaton did not like the idea originally due to Keaton's well-known liberal views. However, American re- Psycho. No. After reading the novel, Keaton felt he could better connect and channel the character.
1: Michael Keaton?
2: Who was not an American Psycho. Yeah,
0: the, no, the version of American Psycho with Michael Keaton is... Probably very Oh, I didn't
1: imagine him in the main role. Um oh, hmm. I did.
2: Willem Defoe's <laughs> role. One of Got the God call it. girls. <laughs> I see nothing All doing with that. America was... in the title. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah, you gonna try that one, Fry? No, no. Uh, no, uh, that is American Assassin. Never heard of it. Hmm. I went to an industry premiere. <laughs> 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 After a busy twenty ten, Hayden Christensen, Darth Vader himself, didn't act for four years. This is the movie that, for some reason, brought him out of semi-retirement.
1: Oh, dang it! I oh, I could vaguely yes. Ugh. wasn't it like an American Family or something like that? No, I got nothing.
0: Yeah, I don't follow. His that career. is American
1: this is Heist. Part. Oh yeah, no, I was definitely not thinking yeah. about that. Do. You, During
2: filming of this 2014 film, Sebastian Stan would walk around all day practicing his moves with a plastic knife because he wanted the movements to feel natural.
0: Captain America 2?
2: That is the correct answer.
1: Oh, nice.
2: Well, boys, we are at 99 and 99.
0: The pressure's on.
2: I'm going to roll the dice (laughs) here and I'm going to ask these last two questions. But if we don't get these, next week I get to have Russ fun. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no. The reason why George Clooney's character chews a lot of gum in this movie is because his character simply didn't have a lot of dialogue, and director Anton Corbijn wanted Clooney's face to not just be sitting still throughout. You could also say it references Clint Eastwood's Man with No Name, but he always smokes cigars.
0: Was this the American? The correct answer is the American. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice. oh, wow. Well
1: have done it
2: <laughs> gobsmacked and congratulations well now n- next week we'll have to come up with a, m- a movie for James to watch that he doesn't want to watch
1: alright yeah. yes this will be fun you will
2: the belt has changed hands and I'm definitely going to put some fanfare behind that
1: excellent Good well,
0: art. good work, Fry. Nice, nice job. Man. It was well fought. <laughs> you were in this one. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, it is. Well, oh, thrillers, thrillers. Yeah, we wanted thrillers. Yeah. It is twenty twenty two, and it is Spiderhead.
0: <laughs> Whatever you're thinking of, that's making you laugh with the title Spiderhead. Yeah. I'm very sorry to say it is not that. Oh, fuck. There are no spiders and we do not see any of their heads. I no, se- that that wasn't what I was thinking of.
2: I send James every week a, a little text that says, don't watch this movie. This week, I said, don't watch Spiderhead. And he got very excited. It was like, oh my God, there's so much we can do with that. And I just looked at my phone and shook my head and went, no, they didn't. <laughs>
0: All right, so the spider head, the, the building being referenced in the title, is oh. a state-of-the-art penitentiary. Oh. <laughs> oh, just watching the disappointment creep across your face is kind of amazing. Don't I'm get too disappointed drink. yet. You... No. All right, you you have a drink. Let me let me tell you about it. So, Chris Hemsworth, who plays oh. scientist <laughs> at Nesty, uh, okay, runs a experimental prison where what year this again? this was made in 2022 okay. or released in 2022 I guess the short story came out in 2010 so not that long ago overall. yeah it's meant so to be me like
2: present day
1: so the most ripped scientist ever okay
0: sweet yes he is so jacked for a pharmaceutical scientist <laughs> So we've got this nice prison. We, we start open with like the uh, I guess so walkthrough of the prison, and it hardly even seems like a prison. There's not really barred doors. It's kind of an open feel. There's a nice kitchen in there, nice areas to play games. There's a, an arcade mm-hmm. game and stuff like that. It feels like a frat house almost if it were made of stone and on a distant island.
2: <laughs> or, the, or the Queensland, Australia Convention Center. Feels a little
0: like that, too. It may it may have some similarities with with the with the Queensland Queensland Australia Convention Center. I I haven't been there. I doubt it. I don't know why they designed it like a prison. <laughs> wow.
1: hmm. So was that a jab at Australians, Fry? No, it's, I think Russ was just implying that's where I, it was filmed.
2: I, I wasn't joking; it was filmed there.
1: No, I know, but the way Fry said it, you know, it's like, well, they're prisoners, so of course they would design it like well, a they're prison, upside down. Actually, doesn't
0: make sense. I can assure you I did not. That was not the intended joke. I'm just going to make a note. Please go ahead.
2: (laughs) Australia is entirely peopled by criminals. Everyone knows this.
0: (laughs) Now listen, some of them are good people. Oh my God. No. (laughs) Anyway. God. All right. So we've got this nice prison. We get introduced to our main character, Jeff, who's one of the inmates here. Kind of the first thing we do is we we kind of see how the whole test drug testing thing works. They all have these little medipacks on their back, mobi packs, sorry, mobi pack on their back, that okay. the scientists load the experimental drug into, and then with an app on their lovely iPhones, they can. Dispense some some amount of that drug into the patient and uh, see how they respond.
1: Why did I think the experiment was to see if, like, you treated them like normal people, they might eventually become normal people?
0: And no, no one. Did I there's think... no money in that. It's, yeah, you're it right. is
2: so funny how independently all three of us have written better movies based off of this
0: one <laughs> concept. So they take Jeff out. The first thing they do is they take him out for a, a nice. Nice day on the, on the lake. They take him out on a motorboat, yeah. take him to an island, and they, they've got him blindfolded. And, you know, which is somewhat ominous, but just seems pretty cool with it. And they give him the new drug they're testing, N-40, or Love I'm sorry, first, could you say that one more time, please? Which part? Both. The drug is code numbered N-40. And N-40, the, okay. N-40, and the current code name is Love Love active, love actin, as in like love love
1: actin,
2: as in like tenactin the foot the athlete's foot cream, but with love in front of it.
1: Yeah. Hey Fry, how long is this movie?
0: uh, (laughs) I know it's a little earlier than usual. It's only 107 minutes. I'm going to interject really
2: quickly right here. The movie does not really have to tell you what the drugs do because they are all named exactly like that.
1: Yeah, yes. no, I was, I was sensing that.
2: Hey, and yeah, James, you, do, do, do you think Flocks does good things or bad
1: things? <laughs>
0: Is not, that a good it's a drug? Dark, it's a dark purple color. What do you I, think?
1: Anyway, Fry, yeah. please continue.
0: All right, so they, they take Jeff out to this island. They administer the drug. They have this protocol where first they have to get the, the patient to, say, acknowledge to the you know, request to administer the drug. They administer it to him. And he's, he's looking out on this beautiful island scene. Like, he, it's clearly the the drug seems to have made everything more beautiful that he's seeing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looked like, you know, some of the places you might see in Hawaii, but if you were tripping on, on shrooms at the time or something. This sounds it,
1: like the idea I had a while back of...
0: of, a of doing shrooms my, in Hawaii?
1: No, a sounds thought like came a into my idea. mind while I was drinking, and I was like, what if we could force people to feel empathy? But, of course, that would end in a nightmare
0: as well. Please continue. And so he describes how great the place is. They also give him another drug that makes you talk more. Yeah. Just because he's apparently not a very uh, loquacious person. Talkasin? No, what was it? Uh, It's called
2: like Verbalot or something. Oh,
0: my God.
2: Verbaloos. It's (laughs) verbaluse. That's right. Yeah,
0: Yep. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> he's describing this beautiful scene and then we see it from a non-drug enhanced point of view and it is a shitty coastline that has been ruined yeah. by a factory dumping poison in the air and the water. yeah yeah naturally hey so, at you know, the end
1: of this movie does somebody wake up and find out it's all been a dream
2: no oh, that does thank not god happen. no that was my first fear
1: yeah there are definitely
0: okay. moments where you're like this is gonna happen but no that's you okay. don't have to worry about that Jeff so they is, committed wow
2: Jeff is played by Miles Teller, who you might remember from uh, Whiplash as doing a lot of drumming.
1: Hmm. Didn't see Whiplash, but uh, yeah. I heard a lot about it from music fiends, friends of mine who wouldn't shut the fuck up.
0: Wait, that's a whole other episode. Uh, <laughs> so, Jeff comes back, he's describing his day and the new drug they gave him to uh, his, his good friend Lizzie there that he seems to have kind of a a thing going on with at the at the prison. it's a mixed gender prison, okay yeah it's it's summer camp for adults
2: yeah, every everyone right. is there voluntarily. like they got out of regular prison and volunteered to be part of this experimental prison. yeah for okay, presumably a reduced
1: realistic sentence. that's the most realistic part of this so far, some some people when they get out of prison, like have trouble adapting to the lack of authority. I can sort of see that.
0: All right. Well, these we these weren't people who were like done with their sentence. This was like yeah. instead of serving your sentence in state, oh, you yeah. can serve oh. it here instead. You get that to would be
2: go take a lot of yeah. drugs.
0: Yeah, yeah, and they're going to give tempting. you so many drugs. Experimental, but you know that's yeah. in thing. <laughs> so we we get introduced to Lizzie, who Jeff clearly has feelings for, and seems like Lizzie might reciprocate those, but. Jeff's a little too stoned from his earlier use of the drug to really commit to that. So we Did just see a really little bit more of the they really put
1: romance in this movie?
2: Oh, they put Absolutely. a lot of romances in this movie.
1: Okay.
0: So going. the next day, Jeff gets called in for another test mm-hmm. along with Heather, one of the other inmates, who's about his age and blonde. And they bring them in there and they give them both the, the Levactin. And within <laughs> about 30 seconds, they are just... Fucking like crazy they, yeah, yeah. Un, unstoppable goes on for quite a while, and at the afterwards, uh Jeff is clearly feeling a little ashamed of everything that happened there, and tries to avoid being around Lizzie because uh, he's working through some feelings about that
1: because they were because they were medically manipulated into having sex when they weren't quite there yet.
0: They yeah, did they're... not know each other and had never interacted in any way. Heather, the girl good. he had sex with, is someone he had never interacted with. Oh, oh, sorry. Okay. Yeah. Lizzie you. is the... Lizzie, Lizzie versus Heather. Okay, I got you. Bingo. Yeah. So the next day, Jeff gets called in again. And across from him is Sarah, a much older prisoner that he has also never met. Mm-hmm. And Jeff knows what's about to happen. He remembers yesterday. <laughs> the doctor asked him, like, hey, can, can I administer the drug? Just like, man, do we have to do this He's like, yes, you have to do this or we can send you back to state. It's like, fine, give me, give us the drug. And as predicted within moments, they are similarly, uh, fucking like wild animals.
1: It seems kind of dumb and shallow for a prisoner to be like, oh, I don't want to have sex with an old lady. Only the hot. we like, dude, like they're, they're drugging you to have sex. Like, I don't know what you did to get into prison, but this is better than prison. <laughs> it might not be ethical. But come on. Oh, man. would you
0: like to know what he did to get into prison? I would. Really very simple. He got drunk and killed his friend drunk driving while smashing into a tree. Nothing super nefarious or anything like that. Uh, that's pretty <laughs> fucking nefarious. Now, well, it's pretty common as a thing that happens.
2: The SFX team was very proud of this crash. <laughs> When this crash happens, we'll set the scene. You know, there's, mm-hmm. hey, man, you good to drive? I'm good to drive. And then there's a speeding car and the friends screaming and the approaching tree and the crash. And Jeff is flung from the windshield. And if they had cut to an animated version and Tom and Jerry had exploded out of the windshield, the <laughs> VFX would have looked better.
0: It is a cartoon. Okay. It, it, it also felt... Over the top in that kind of way where you expect it to say, you know, don't drink and drive this ad brought to you by you know, yeah. the Department of Public Safety. Known for their cinematic uh, prowess. Why isn't it called the DMV? You fucking
1: Texans. Anyway, just continue. <laughs> Public safety is not a thing
0: in Texas. I'm just <laughs> The next day, Jeff gets called in again, but this time it's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Heather and Sarah are both in the room and Jeff is brought into the control room where he can see them both through the two-way mirror. The prisoner? Yes. Yes. Okay. As we find out, the this prison, quote-unquote, has a complete open-door policy of any place you want to go, you can go. So okay. they just brought him into the uh, control room and they're like, all right, look, you know, I, you use this drug, we need to figure out if double the dose makes you love someone more or how long the effects are. So here's what we're going to do. We've got both of them in that room. You choose which one of them we're going to pump the Darkenflox into. And Darkenflox is a drug that Jeff remembers very well. It uh, does every bad thing to you. Anything you can imagine that does. <laughs> wait, wait, better. wait.
1: Hold on. The two things you just said don't add up in my head. Maybe I missed something. Okay. So they've got the two ladies in the, the two ladies. room. Yeah. And he's in the control room and they're saying, we're going to... But... but I thought you said they were going to pump the love drug into them. What's going on now? No, they've no. already
0: done the love drug. They, they've but all... I thought you
1: said they were going to pump twice as much.
0: No, sorry. The, I did skip over that. My bad. Okay. The scene with Sarah, the older woman, they pumped twice as much of the love drug into him, unknowing to him. Oh, okay. So they've done that. Okay. She, she yeah. was less attractive.
1: No, I, I understand, Russ. Thank you. That That is not what I was asking. <laughs> but I appreciate it. There's your clarification. <laughs> thanks for clarifying. Yeah, thanks for clarifying. That so is a great to scene,
2: too, because you have two people that are both fundamentally gorgeous and they're sitting across like, oh, I'm not that attracted to him. He's about a five. But this guy is on magazine covers.
0: Yeah. yeah. Both ladies are in the, the testing room, just kind of sitting there. They haven't been told what's going on, just waiting to find out what tests are going to take. Right. Based on the last couple of days, they probably assume they're about to be made to fuck with uh, Love Acton. Right. Uh, but, but we don't really hear any of their discussions or anything. Well, they're, well, they're women told,
1: characters in a thriller movie. Their, their opinions are not important to us.
2: <laughs> well, the one that we care about most is so Lizzie's character played by Journey Smollett. Smollett. <laughs> Doing better than her mm-hmm. brother. Mm.
0: So they have Jeff here. They're like, look, you, you got to choose Darken and Flock's one or the other and just... He describes it as it makes you feel like you're on fire, like all of your insides are burning, like you would kill yourself just to make it stop. That's what you might call in the business foreshadowing. <laughs> really? Yeah, slight is foreshadowing it? right there. Mm. Uh, you'd never guess what happens no, next. No, no. So Jeff is like, nah, man, I, I can't choose. They both mean nothing to me, so I'm I'm not going to do it. Right. I have no real feelings for any of them, just the lust induced by that drug. And now that it's off, I really don't give a shit. I met them both two days ago and had one interaction with them. So do whatever you got to do. If I choose, it's just random. And Chris Hemsworth spends a lot of time trying to convince him to push that button. He is a really, really manipulative doctor in this. The way he uses every kind of manipulation tactic to try to get what he wants. Well, out of anyway,
1: Chris. it's not hard for Chris Hemsworth, uh, Chris Hemsworth to be manipulative. I mean, if one look at those abs and you're like, yeah, I think you're probably right about whatever you just said. The abs? What, are you, what do you
0: mean? Don't you mean the dimples when he smiles? <laughs>
1: see? Those everyone's baby got a different blues.
0: Thing. There you go.
1: You see? He's just a very handsome man, I guess is what we're all saying.
0: Yes, that is absolutely okay. what we're saying. So what happened? Unable to get a decision out of Jeff, they send him back and call the experiment off. And a couple days later, he's back in there again. And uh, Chris Hemsworth, I mean, Dr. Abnesty' so, is like... Okay, hold on. One, one yeah. sec. Okay. <laughs> so
1: Chris Hemsworth claimed the experiment was to see what happens when you pump him full of a double dose of the quote-unquote evil drug. And when he wouldn't do it, the experiment is off. So the experiment was the guy in the control room to see what he would
0: do. Yes, the experiment was absolutely okay. the guy in the control room. All right,
1: room. thank you. Yes. Just wanted to clarify. Yeah.
0: So he, he brings Jeff in again. And this time he's just got Heather in the room. And he's like, hey, look, so it's not up to me. I had to talk to my, my protocol committee about how we're running all these tests. It's very. Protocol committee?
1: <laughs> this is the most unethical thing that has ever happened.
0: Yes. I talked to the ethics committee.
2: It's staffed entirely by T eight hundreds, and they all agree.
1: Yeah, and they all agree humanity
0: must die. Yeah, they're like, look, someone's got to get fucking darkened flocks, guys. So basically, this decision
1: would be to take it yourself, I
0: guess. That is not on the table. He uh, he doesn't
1: sound like he even tried.
0: (laughs) He has uh, just Heather in the room, and he says, "Look, Jeff, you got to push the button. You got to do this." Look, it it's just the way this has to work. It's only gonna be a so couple the, minutes.
1: So the ethics committee said it's unethical for you to push the button, but if you can get a prisoner to do it. It sounds like the logic we're working with here.
2: There's lots of following orders and acknowledgement happening here.
0: Yeah. Mm. And so eventually Jeff is like, Yeah, shit, I guess let's do it. It'll just be a few minutes. She'll you know, he's had it before. He's like, Yeah, she'll hate it, but she'll recover. They administer the drug she predictably starts freaking out while Jeff is also on the, uh, the verbal loose and describing what he's seeing in a completely monotone, emotionless way. What do you is... mean describing what he's seeing? They can both see through the mirror. Yes, but he's describing it for the audio record. There's like a tape recording everything. Okay. So Jeff is saying like, Heather seems upset. Now she seems confused. She's in distress, but she doesn't know why. And then he goes into a monologue about how she's a child who's now been I... separated from love. Uh, <laughs> I, it, we, I fucking knew it
1: alright please continue I'm sorry I didn't mean to interrupt
0: you and while she's freaking out on the drug she does do the slight thing of smashing the, uh, the Moby Pack into the wall causing it to uncontrollably release all of the darkened flocks into her and while that alone won't kill you it will lead you to kill yourself so she shatters a, a, a vase in there and stabs herself right in the neck cool design bro yeah good good experiment design definitely a good thing to keep possibly sharp objects around people who are going to be in so much pain they're suicidal yeah sweet yeah sweet plan and Jeff watches horrified as she like bangs on the window covering it in blood that's spewing out of her yep so So, this is this is a thriller right yes okay yeah yeah just check Philip
1: Zimbardo
2: still doing good work (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, it does. So sound, it sounds like if Phillips and Bardo hadn't realized, well, first of all, actually, wait, that was fake, right? We we discussed this.
2: It wasn't <clears throat> fake. It was that the, the the results were faked.
1: Oh, the, the, the results. The, the, okay.
2: the experiment really did happen, but like the results oh. were faked. Yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, he really did that to okay. those people. Oh, okay. I didn't realize
0: that. Okay. Anyway, sorry. Please continue, Fry. So yeah, as as she's dying. Dr. Abnasty and his uh, assistant. Dr. what? Abnasty. <laughs> oh, I thought
1: you said Abnasty. That, I did it. say that. He that did say that. Really said. goddamn funny. Okay, yeah. cool.
0: Dr. Uh, they Br- rush in there. Dr. Brickcock runs in the room. Let's <laughs> <laughs> see if we can you know, stop her from bleeding after she has clearly already bled three gallons of blood. <laughs> and uh, they just kind of stand around like, oh man, she's dead all right <laughs> how would uh, crushing the the little
1: fanny pack or whatever they're wearing cause more of the uh, anyway
0: whatever. have you heard of the term fail safe neither have these engineers
1: <laughs> the, no i have heard of
0: the term fail safe but that
2: this anyway, fails danger yeah yes.
0: when a, <laughs> you know when a medicine dispensing thing fails you want it to just dispense all the medicine that's right once, so you at least you get it all right yeah yeah that's <laughs> see, how that nope i'm, I'm a nope, good doctor
1: I see no problem with this.
2: Did y'all hear about that uh, Finnish skier that, I forget which war, which war it was, but he was got lost, separated from his unit, and a lot of them got killed, and he needed to get home, and so he took enough amphetamines for 30 men and then skied <laughs> 250 miles home.
1: <laughs> Holy shit. It's wow. actually probably a good thing he did ski 250 miles, because when you take amphetamines, you better be getting some activity.
2: When he was found, his heart rate was like 200.
0: <laughs> Jesus. God damn.
2: This week he got his eyes closed again.
0: <laughs> so this is the moment where we, we start to get, unveil a little bit more about what's going on. Mm. Uh, as, as Dr. Abnesty flees the room, oopsie he drops his keys right where Jeff can see them. In such a way as to almost make it seem like it was planned. And like I, given the nature of the experiments we have going on, I definitely question that. So did, no, is Dr.
1: Abnesty the evil spider that chases them or is it the other guy?
0: No one's gonna be a spider at any point oh, in this movie. I'm the so spider sorry. is the prison. Yeah, the prison is a spider. Yeah, We're I all understand. It's now
1: it's metaphorical.
0: I got you. So Jeff sees this moment. He grabs the keys, and he unlocks the safe the doctor has in there, and starts reading through the the lab notes, the experiment notes, all that sort of stuff, trying to find out what's really going on. And he figures a bunch of things out pretty quickly. First of all. He's somewhat distraught to realize that the drugs they've been testing the code names have come off a bingo card They're all like B6 or N40 Then we're like oh yeah sure those were bingo numbers Doesn't really seem like it'd matter you gotta code name them after something
1: I mean
2: And they all have gold stars except for two
1: No what I was gonna say is if you're a bad writer there are better ways to disguise that fact Than to pretend like the names came from bingo But anyway continue
0: he also sees the chemical structure for one of the drugs they're testing. And its code name is one he doesn't recognize. It's OBDX is what's written on the, the card. And he's like, he's, he's clearly figuring out that not all is on the up and up. And then he, uh, he quickly stashes everything back before Abnesty comes in. And uh, Abnesty is like, oh, I guess Jeff just stood there looking at the window motionlessly the whole time.
2: Fry, you are like an eighth grade science teacher trying to teach about the solar system. And just you, you are really leaning into the pronunciation of Uranus right now.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Fry, I feel like yeah. I have a vague sense of where this movie could be going.
0: Yeah, I think, I think you're pretty, pretty much on the right track.
1: But the connecting we... piece that I need mm-hmm. is the inciting incident.
0: Oh, the, I mean, the inciting incident was when they decided to make an unethical lab. and no, know, no, 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 no. It's no, it's when know.
1: she kills herself.
0: Yeah, that's, okay. that's real. That moment there, there is okay, all right. Pick up. Okay, okay, cool. I think that was right at almost the 30-minute mark or 25-minute mark. Like yeah. right, Jesus! Right a third of the way into the movie.
1: Christ! Okay,
0: cool. Yeah, so Act 2 begins with her killing herself and him getting suspicious and doing more digging. All right. We... We find out that a lot of other things are going on, that Abnesty likes to take some of the drugs himself because they're super fun to get high on, mm-hmm. uh, which, I mean, I get it. Yeah, I mean, everybody likes it. Uh, it yeah. does a feel good in in the morning. Yeah, he's not, he's not taking the flocks. He's, he's taking the love drug. He's, he, he knows the good ones. God,
1: <laughs> I mean, It I, sounds I,
0: like a war, warlock spell in D&D. It sounds it,
1: like a really shitty, made up on the spot warlock spell in D anD. d It doesn't like, even sound like a good
2: one. It sounds like a thirteen year old's name on Xbox Live.
1: Yeah, it does, like like it does. like like Eldritch Blast is not a great name, but it's definitely better than Darkenflox.
0: I think my next warlock character, his uh, his patron, will be a demon called Darkenflox.
1: Oh no, he, he should, no, your character should be named Dark and Phlox, and the patron should be like way less emo than and edgy than the than the patron
0: the, is Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. <laughs> not, not magical, it's just Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> You're inspired by his 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 beauty. Okay, wh- where are we yeah. going next, man? So, you know, we're going to get a few more scenes building building the characters up and then finally, you know, Jeff is going to figure out enough of what's going on. And basically corner the lab assistant, Mark, and get him to say, hey, don't you think maybe this is unethical a little? Which <laughs> I think this is oh, my that friend, thought.
1: Oh, my friend, if you're just thinking about that now, you should have been in the prison.
0: <laughs> there's, there's actually a great line where, where Mark is expressing his doubts to, uh, to Steve, Dr. Avnesti. And he, he responds... If you were wor- the time to worry about crossing lines was a lot of lines ago. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They are like, so unethical.
1: Remember when we put a pigeon heart in a human to see how quickly they would die? That was the time to speak.
0: One. <laughs> I did skip over one other development. We do find out mm. that we know Abnesti has been lying about all the protocol committee and the the experiment design and stuff. Yeah. Because he's the head of the fucking pharmaceutical company. Yeah, of course. Which also, doesn't really make any sense. If your no. CEO is off on an island running unethical experiments, he's not in board meetings and planning the next quarter and whatever <laughs> CEOs do other than that. Investments. I'm,
1: all, I'm also going to say, in sort of dovetailing what you just said, this might be a bold statement. I could be wrong. There might be one or two exceptions. But I'm going to say every single CEO on this planet is compared to even the dumbest scientists dumb as a fucking bag of hammers they, they have no training in technical ability it, it's all about their ability to sell stuff and there might be a couple of exceptions that i don't know about but yeah ceos do not belong in the lab
0: well look elizabeth holmes was a genius she knew everything that was going on <laughs> you know she no the problem there was she did know what was going well, on yes and that she was got the problem. In. In
1: big no-no trouble for that. Anyway, <laughs> Maybe it's actually
0: continue. safer to be a CEO who doesn't know what's going on. It, like, a, oh, that's,
1: yeah. Of course it is.
0: That's yeah. why they do that. Super if weird. We, I didn't know they were doing that in there. Fuck those guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sorry, investors. We hired the wrong people, but they've been it, fired. Everything the, is fine now. The, the
1: thing I really like about the Theranos thing is the, the biggest problem that they have Is physics? There is literally not enough blood in those samples to test, and that is the funniest thing about the whole thing.
0: There's like a billion trillion cells in every drop of your blood. That's right. That's approximately the number. All right. How many cells do you need,
1: Fry? I would also like to continue talking about this, but that is not why we have gathered this evening. Please continue.
0: But here I just we, want you to know I love yeah, you, man. Yeah, we're we're gonna lead into a a conclusion here where oh, the excellent. final experiment set up is that Dr. abnesty wants Jeff to darken flocks Lizzie, who he has never shared love acting with, okay. but who Abnesti knows is uh, they have the hots yes, for each they, other. They, yeah, yeah, yeah we, they other. have
1: the hots for each other. We, yeah,
0: yeah. we know. And again, Jeff just won't do it. He he takes another night to to reconsider. This fucking
1: guy, man, God damn. Yeah. i
2: was gonna say we're at the end now.
1: Yeah, and then
0: uh, all hell breaks
1: loose. And I have to be perfectly. Cars. I have to be perfectly honest with you. This doesn't sound like a thriller. It sounds like <laughs> a slow paced moral. It was dilemma. classified
2: as a thriller on IMDb, so that's why I picked it. That, well, that, it's good that, enough
1: that is for how me. How we got here? Well, then it's good enough for me. Uh, Fry, before yeah. we move on, is there anything else you would like to tell us about this movie?
0: I do want to say, like, yeah, you know, we, I've joked about it in here, but I did really <laughs> enjoy it. It was it was short. It wasn't too long. It mm. explored an interesting idea, not as fully as it could, but in an interesting <laughs> way. Okay. There was a brief moment about a third of the way into the movie where I thought, this actually might work as a really long, uh, as not like a long, but as a six-episode miniseries or something. And then... I saw where this word was going. I was like, no, 107 minutes is great. <laughs> <laughs> good, good choices.
1: Wonderful, wonderful. Russ, would you enlighten yes. us with your philosophizing? Please?
2: Sure. Joseph Kosinski directed this movie, mm. and he directed another movie that came out in 2022, and that movie was called Top Gun Maverick. So, <laughs> everyone, it's okay. Your L's don't count for that much. <laughs> now incidentally there is a character in this movie that's in prison for manslaughter because they forgot their kid in a hot car and Oh no you, you would th- think given my hatred for humanity that i would be first in line for the pitchforks for you know anyone who did that but i a hundred percent believe that that's a horrible horrible mistake that could absolutely happen to anyone because if you can misplace your phone you can forget a kid and it sounds crazy but it's true and i'm going to point you to a 2009 washington post article called fatal distraction uh by gene weingarten and it won a pulitzer and it deals with that topic at length but that's not my philosophize me
0: it's actually kind of an interesting thing in this movie that of the crimes we learn about most of them were accidents. They yeah. they weren't these aren't bad people for the most part. They I uh, mean I, people who fucked drunk
1: up. drunk driving manslaughter, I understand it's not intentional, that doesn't make it not bad.
0: I I'm not claiming it's not bad. I'm just saying it's uh <laughs> I'm just I'm he, just he trying to Didn't set out to do evil that day. I understand he, he fucked up.
1: Yes,
2: I agree. But here's a movie where people take drugs instead of therapy, and uh, Patton Oswald had a great take on that. He said, uh, when starting his own therapy, he said, man, fucking Humphrey Bogart never went to therapy. Yeah, but Bogie drank a bottle of bourbon and smoked five packs of cigarettes a day, and if he had gone to therapy, he might have lived past 57. Exactly. But therapy aside, the philosophy of psychedelics is uh, what we're talking about today, and that is the philosophical investigation of the experience that you have while you're on psychedelics. And that's what this whole movie is, is people taking just shit tons of drugs... (laughs) (laughs) and uh, psychedelics have played a part in philosophy and spirituality for ages, and Amazonian and indigenous Mexican peoples used peyote to commune with their spirit world, and Indian scholars reference soma, and in large swaths of Asia and later Europe you have opium, then the 60s brought us LSD, and so on, and so on, and so on, and so on. And so as long as you have people, they will find or invent chemicals to make themselves feel interesting, and then they might ascribe a higher meaning to it from wikipedia here after using mescaline in 1953 aldous huxley wrote the doors of perception where he advanced the theory that psychedelic compounds could produce mystical experiences and knowledge uh what the visionary the medium and even the mystic were talking about and uh, he quotes philosopher cd broad who holds that the brain and nervous system might act ...is a reducing valve for all the stimuli in the universe. Okay, this is a wild one, and this is a whole lot of fun. This is,
1: this so, is wacky.
2: Yeah, so his theory of psychedelics was your brain... ...the universe is pelting you with information all of the time. And it's it's yeah. wild and mysterious out there. But psychedelics, if you do enough drugs, you will turn off the filter... ...and you will experience reality unbound... And oh, I don't
0: want to do that. No, no, thank you. I mean, this reality is so good, I want some more reality. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'd kill myself. Please continue.
2: But it's so, it is interesting that so many people on Psychedelics often report feelings of unity and come to greater understandings about themselves. Quoting again, Thomas Metzinger discussed the effects of LSD, psilocybin, and mescaline and describes the hallucinatory component of the experience as vacuous or not a reliable source of information. Mm -hmm. But he does believe that philosophers and consciousness researchers would have a lot to gain if they were, quote, well-traveled in phenomenal state space if they were cultivated in terms of the richness of their own inner experience through the psychedelic experience. So, you know, take drugs, but don't worry about the fact that your walls are breathing.
0: Now, that's uh, where
2: this okay. movie should come in. Imagine yeah. this movie, but instead of just trying to save everyone from Big Pharma Thor, imagine all the <laughs> characters coming to individual understandings about their own natures of reality and finding their own ways to heal from whatever trauma they have. And that there's your unin- really cool. and here's your unintended side effect. And after all that fucking that they do in the first part of the movie, they get to see what Bill Hicks saw, and they realize that all matter is merely energy condensed to a slow vibration, that we are all one consciousness experiencing itself subjectively. There's no such thing as death. Life is only a dream and we are the imagination of ourselves. And then they take down Big Pharma Thor.
0: (laughs) But. That is a... a vastly better movie i would definitely watch that in any
2: case we have one more philosopher and it's alan watts who wrote that one should definitely try psychedelics but should not become dependent on them for spiritual growth because he writes if you get the message hang up the phone for psychedelic drugs are simply instruments like microscopes telescopes and telephones the biologist does not sit with eye permanently glued to the microscope he goes away and works on what he has seen but alan watts was an alcoholic so take everything with a grain of salt (laughs)
0: interesting question that i have from from thinking about this is we have a number of people who have you know used psychedelics and are are touting their benefits and we know from history that a variety of cultures and peoples all across the world that this is as human a thing to do as going out to hunt or gathering food and uh, building a community
1: it's a slightly more advanced than
0: eating i think (laughs) Anyway, people do it all over the world. <laughs> sure. Uh, in all cultures and all times. And if that's the case, if this is something that is, is just part of our built in humanity, if this interest is something we have, Here we why, go. Make them, why make them illegal? Like, why impose there such harsh go. penalties on anyone who wants to use them?
2: Right. That, if you come to greater understanding about yourself, then you're less in sway to whoever's in power.
0: I mean, I still got to eat and pay taxes, so I'm still going to go to work.
2: Why does the I church mean, make everything that feels good a sin so that you feel bad about it? and You're more beholden to the church. Why does the government make weed illegal? Well, in Texas, because weed isn't taxed yet.
1: Moving on. Yes, <laughs> thank you. That was lovely. Fry, no one's going to listen to you in Texas. Um, <laughs> Too much Yeah, our listeners are. Whatever.
0: We both yeah. talked at the same time.
1: Yeah, that's fine.
0: Um, Russell sorted out an editing. <laughs> hey,
1: Russ, do magic. Oh, wait, he actually does magic. actually, I forgot yeah. it. That's pretty cool.
0: yeah, I'm I not gonna I'm watch this.
1: Right I'm not gonna watch this trash can garbage fire of a movie because I know that it's bullshit, and I know you can do better. This sounds uh, like the laziest piece of shit to ever poop out of a it doesn't even sound like a thriller at all.
2: Uh, I guess we need to do the Gray Man, don't we? yeah,
0: well, that, I think
1: that's where we're that going also sounds pretty cool. I hope it lives up to its title. it won't. Well, but shut up for now. Let me anticipate it. I was excited for this one, and you could not have told me a story that I wanted to hear less again, but on a screen with the talkie people. So I'm not, you know, I'm not mad at you guys. I just, I have no interest in watching this movie. So we're going to try. You've it one made one the time, right gentlemen. decision. Right, well, you're, you're I so, well, I thought. Well, Russ, it's always a dice roll because what if the next one what is What if worse? the next one's good? It can happen. No, it's a dice roll because what if it's worse? If it's good, then cool. But, oh, man. Man,
2: Any hoots and
1: hollers. Uh, No recommendations this week because everything is going just great and there are no problems in the world. Fantastic. Uh, We're going to close it out here, gentlemen. So I'm just going to say to everyone listening, thank you, everyone, for listening to Hey James Watch This. Have a great day. And don't drink bleach.